right, hey. Thank you for joining me on Box Talk. You got Tiffany Garrigus here, the one, the only. And I'm here to introduce you, my good friend Andrew, aka Big Tree. Andrew's one of my gym buddies, past tense, and I say past tense because he moved away. And I'm really sad because I miss him. But uh, he's such a passionate dude and he was always such a pleasure to have around. Like it always lightened the air. We had lots of shenanigans. I mean, we were we meant business when it came to training, but our philosophy behind training is if you're not having fun, then what the hell's the point? What's the point of being there? Because you're working so hard. So we laughed a lot and we we viewed a lot of the things the same. So so much so that he was so eager to come onto the podcast. And I love that type of energy. Like if someone feels like they have something to say and they really want to share it, that excites me. Like that makes me go like fucking right. Like let's chat, let's talk. So what Andrew's mostly passionate about is transformation. We fell in it out of um, the conversation due to technology issues, story of my life, Um, but we persevered and we pushed forward and we got the recording to happen. So it might sound different um, from segment to segment, segment. (laughs) Um, but either way, it's still a very good conversation. There's lots of Uh, you can resonate with a lot with what we were saying and yeah I'm really excited for you to hear his story because this is about Andrew and where he came from and how that's made him to be the person that he is now because he's a very outgoing optimistic loving individual and he is just not afraid to take on the world so it's super inspiring okay get ready Hang on to your pants and we'll chat soon. Yellow. I got you now. Okay. You're not gonna move. Yeah, that's it. Good old technology, right? It makes everything easier until it doesn't. I actually have, I've had to like create a mantra between me and electronics because I'm always challenged with them. And it, it's always like, I don't want to say because always it does in the end, but there's always this process of like ruling things out, trying something else, maybe doing the same thing over and over again, hoping it would change. <laughs> that's it, right? And that's like sometimes there's nothing worse than like doing nothing different, but it working. I know. And that's where, you know, I get stuck in this roundabout with doing things because it worked at one point. So why not try again? Exactly. <laughs> waste more time. <laughs> Anyways, well, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining me on this uh, little endeavor of mine hey you're welcome i think it's super cool that you know you you did something you found something that you're like this is this is what i want to bring to the world and i want to share it and uh i'm going to try it try it out and see how it goes and and yeah that's awesome so thanks for thanks for having me 
Yes, yes, yes. So for our audience, um, for to know yours and my relationship started at the gym and you had just came over from another gym and we just started training together really right away. That was, that was it right off the hop. It was, uh, yeah. Hey, this is, this is Tiff. Meet Tiff. Tiff, Tiff joins in and, or Tiff trains at this time of day and she'll be training with us all the time. So I was like, yeah, so here we go. And I loved it. It was a good, we had a good flow going and then Jill joined us and that was fun. Well, yeah, you're, you're a fucking, you're a killer. You're a machine, right? Like you're, you're out there breathing fire. We're, on, we're going on runs and here you are smoking, smoking. <laughs> Me and you were smoking Nick and, and then we come in and you're like right on both our tails on the weightlifting and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, she can, this girl can, this, yeah. chick, this chicken boogie. And then your kids walk in and I'm like, yeah, she's a mom. That's fucking badass. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. Here we go. Let's keep this up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, I love, especially like when I'm surrounded by good people and like the positive vibes are really flowing. Like I, I totally get off on that. So if I see someone show up, I'm like, then I'm showing up like yeah, that, that, in, in a good loving way, not even in a competitive way that you're here to train, so let's fucking train. Let's do this. Yeah, like the uh, the days where you're everything is firing and you're on. Like sometimes that does just doesn't happen. But you know, you can you can do little things every day, and and little things include effort. They include smiling. They include saying hello. So as long as you get those little things checked out every day, then then you're gonna have a, have a good time, right? If you're just if you're basing your training off of hitting certain lifts and percentages or hitting certain times, then that's, you're not going to leave happy or, uh, or be a lot of fun to be around. Right. And that, that was our, um, kind of our motto when we were training together was making sure that we were having fun. And I always like to train my body in the way it feels like, I don't personally go after numbers. Um, I know a lot of my lifts, but I do know that I've been like 10 to 25 pounds off of my lifts. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but again, I'm just training to what my body is feeling and capable that day. Uh, I think too, especially for women, uh, hormonally, we go through these ebbs and flows throughout the month and we're stronger some weeks than others. Um, I don't feel like guys really experience that as much. Am I off? Am I, is there truth to that I th- on the male side? Um, I don't have a lot of background. I mean, I'm sure that, but even I'm, in your own experience, I'm sure there, like, do you I'm always- sure there is some science behind it, but I think uh, more my experience, if I'm not in and around certain percentages, it's, it's probably to do with, with my recovery, with my rest. So if I'm, if I'm, not within yeah 20 pounds of my snatch or 20 pounds of my of my training clean and jerks then yeah it's like hey bud probably uh take a rest day yeah yeah um, yeah for sure you know maybe maybe don't drink so so much the night before and get a bit get a couple (laughs) more hours of sleep like let's put the let's put the moscow mules down and you know instead of instead of having Coors light for dinner have a couple have a have a couple glasses of water right or some tea. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with a little tea. Some hot tea. No, nothing wrong with a little tea. Well, um, so when we first met, 
like when like when we first started training together there's one thing that really stood out to me about you um and I knew I was gonna like you forever we were gonna be forever friends um there were we had a conversation based on uh love and kindness and how how it is important to not uh to make sure that we always give someone a smile and a gesture uh don't be afraid to ask how someone's day is uh don't take personal someone doesn't give you a high five and leaves you hanging because you don't know what they're going through that day or you know what their story is and I just found that really powerful because I feel like that way of being is very so neutral that it attracts everybody and you're very approachable in that sense because you just make everybody feel welcome and um I know that you're super passionate about this stuff so let's dig in yeah let's get after it thank you for the kind words you're obviously still getting all my bribes that I'm sending (laughs) <laughs> you know what that last package didn't make it Andrew. oh shoot i gotta double it down i gotta double and... down then <laughs> yeah so you you moved you left us oh that was hard it was we missed you a lot it was, yeah if you, if you were to go back a year ago today on april 1st 2018 and ask me where i would be april 1st 2019 the furthest thing from my mind would say Ontario back in back in Mississauga but yeah it wasn't it wasn't something um I I really you know was 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 really keen on on doing or and, and really truthfully struggled with throughout the entire process when I was deliberating are we doing this are we not doing this even once we had decided to do it it still wasn't something that sat well with me. The whole, and then into the whole moving process too. I, I wasn't a lot of fun to, you know, my, 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 my patience was pretty short. Anything was going wrong and I would just look over and be like, remember, this was your idea. And that's, that's never <laughs> something that your partner wants to hear. <laughs> no, right? So that's never I something know, my girlfriend, Steph, was ever, ever too happy to hear from me or even me deliver that. I was like, dude, you can't say that you're, you're a dick. Like this is, as, this is as much um, you're doing it and your decision as it, as it is hers. Right. So yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy decision for either of us. And we, we miss British Columbia. We miss the tri cities terribly. Uh, almost every day we wake up and we look at the weather or um, what our friends are up to in, in the area. And it's, it's tough, but it's just something that we, we did. And, I think for me personally, I know I'm much, I'm liking, I'm liking Ontario and Mississauga the second time around much more than I did previously. And that's, that's probably just where I'm more of where I'm at as a, as a person now. So it's, it's been a lot better than I could have anticipated truthfully. Well, that's actually a good uh, conversation piece right there is the anticipation of something based on the fear yeah. So you'd have yeah, it's always worse than something that was familiar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then I've had that so many times. I mean, I think it's human condition to be fearful of something that once was or something that's like near and dear to you that you don't want to go there again. Um, but like you said, more often than not, if you you go because there's something about it that says you need to do this, and then you get there and you're like, "Fuck, this is why I was supposed to do this." Hey, just you know, just I so feel I'm clear. a lot better about it. Sorry, just so I'm clear, you just swore. I'm allowed to swear, right? <laughs> I, 
I, yeah, you're allowed okay, to swear. Okay, good. I, I swear quite a bit. It's not that I'm angry. I just get really, really excited. Passionate. And, yeah, I get really excited, <laughs> and I find a good time. You know, shit or fuck can really add to the conversation. And if you're uh-huh. so, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, I find it brings emphasis to what I'm saying. Exactly. You can just they can just drive a point home. <laughs> Love it, but yeah. So. Um, so good. So you're you're living in Mississauga and you joined a new gym and you seem to get, you know, you seem to find your way in there really quickly. And I was really proud and happy for you because I know that community uh, relationships uh, and being social is important to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was a it was a gym and funny enough when I lived here I never went to um I never went to I was actually working for a gym close by and the gym I worked for HAF was was almost in direct competition with CrossFit Select and CrossFit Select had actually been born out of a falling out with the HAF um owners but I got to know, I got to know some of the athletes at Select, um, and every time I would go back to Mississauga when I was visiting for Christmas or or weddings in the summers, I would drop into Select. So I got to even now I was getting to meet the owners, and I got to meet even more people. And, and when I came back, I just figured, with the way my my job was going, it would be good for me to to get out and actually talk to actual people so reached out see if, see if, to see if they needed any coaches and sure enough they did so um so we sat down had a couple conversations uh, laid out some expectations and and standards and yeah ever since then it's been just a a, a good fit I think for me anyway hopefully they I think they, they feel the same too I, I would hope oh but... I'm I'm sure they do <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah, well, between you, I'm... between you and all the athletes at Select, I'm I'm kind of short a little bit of money, right? All these all these bribes, all these these donations <laughs> I'm getting out. So yeah, hopefully it's, it's going okay for them. Yeah, yeah you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So uh, coaching has been in effect, uh, and you're getting your training into, so that's good. Um, let's talk about the community side of things. Um, now no not even community because we actually i go i go towards community because i can resonate really well with that but we were we actually wanted to talk about transformation and when you're working in a place like that and you're seeing you know being a coach i view of things you're seeing transformations happening all around you People are celebrating their PRs and whatever, whatever, you know, they're celebrating Um, and not just celebrating, just being happy, being there, you know, getting some good work in, feeling good and doing the same thing with a bunch of other people that, you know, have similar goals. Feels good. Um, But you came from in your background, you had quite the transformations in your life. And this is also something I can resonate with because I was not. I felt like I was kind of a misguided teenager and I got into a lot of trouble and 
my transformations also have an interesting twist to it. But let's hear yours because it sounds like you and I kind of were doing this around the same things. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there there was a point in my life I was like 13, 14. And it's not that my story is, is unique in any way. I, I probably have the same feelings that most most people those that those ages have where you don't kind of feel like you belong and all you want to do is do is fit in and and impress people and you know make everybody like you um and no matter what I felt I did it just it never got any better and I it's almost like I was trying to get other people to like me because I just didn't like myself right And so then after that, not working for like a year or two, I'm pretty sure grade nine, every single weekend, I would just, I used to take the bus to and from school, like the city transit. And it was a, it was like a long, uh, two hours there, two hours back, which I think back now that's pretty, that's insane. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) Right. But when you're a kid, you don't have anything else better to do. Yeah. And and, and it's not even like my school was really far away. It was just that the way the routes were running and the times, like the bell times and everything, I had to take like three buses one way, three buses the other way. If I wanted to take two buses, it would still get me there at the same time, but I would just miss, um, I would risk missing one. So like besides me interacting with the same friends that I've had grown up with on the bus really in grade nine, because none of us had cars and um, we still lived so far away from each other that it wasn't even like the bike, like riding our bikes was all of that possible. And both my parents were working and stuff. It just, I was alone. So every, every weekend for grade, for grade nine, I would pretty much go home and, and play video games and kind of be by myself. So um, grade 10 came around um, I started kind of not rebelling, but I just kind of came in with the came into the wrong wrong crowd, and uh, started experimenting with with pushing limits and experimenting how far my my freedom allowed me to go. And then yeah, it kind of it kind of snowballed from there. I learned how to how to not so much lie. I'm a very bad poker player, but not always just tell <laughs> tell the truth. If that makes sense. Noted. Noted. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like I said, from there, it just, it just kind of snowballed and, um, we started doing, then I started falling into the wrong crowd and it just, it just got really petty, really, really quick. Like looking back on, I don't, I don't know if we're going to start trading anecdotes here and in, in, in stories, but looking back on, on that, it's like, it's like, man, like, I wasn't even a badass. I was just like this this little pathetic little punk that probably just deserved his to get his ass kicked and his, and his head just get his head straightened out. Like the stuff mm-hmm. I was doing, it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't making me notorious by any means. It was just making me look really, really, yeah, really weak. Mm. Well, but you don't when you're that young. Uh, if you're, if you're misguided, you don't know what you're, what are you learning off of your, your instinct, but instinctively these tools like in philosophy need to be taught. 
So if you're not taught them, you know, it's pretty easy to get lost in all of that. Oh, it was. Yeah. And that's, that's what it was. It was becoming, come down to like, well, if no one liked me for, for this person or no one wanted to invite me to this party because I was this guy, then, you know, maybe I'll, I'll get in because um, I can get them these drugs or I can, I can steal this. And that's like so badass. And oh, that's, that's, that'll get the girl, right? Mm-hmm. What girl doesn't want to hang around with, with uh, a bad boy, a badass. <laughs> now, how long have you and your girlfriend been together? <laughs> Quite a long time. I think it's running on eight years, seven or eight years. We don't actually okay. have a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a good did little she, ride here. Did she experience any of this? She did not. She did not. So luckily, um, she can tell though. I was, I was, you know, I was a rebel without yeah. a cause. She knew that. So I actually switched high schools. I uh, got to a point, a little bit of a boiling point in the summer of grade 10. Um, I got an ultimatum from the, the principal and, and my mom pretty much they just sat down they said look if you want to continue to go to this school you can do that but this is these are the conditions and it was pretty much me just being on lockdown um eight hours a day like I had to report 20 minutes early I was never allowed to leave class and my lunch hours I had to eat in here or you know they'd like we'll happily uh sign whatever we have to sign to transfer you over to another school so I, I switched schools me and my girlfriend officially met um, in that grade 11 year, but we didn't start um, seeing each other until probably second year, second year post high school there, second year mm. university, third year university. Got it. Well, lucky her, because I mean, I mean, you can't get through to stupid. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, and, I love you. and you know what? Way. That's the funny thing too, <laughs> Tiff. It's not even like I was. I mean, I, I probably was destructive for other people, but it was never, you know, like those stories of like destructive romantics, and they just like, like from one girl to another. I, I was really never like that. Um, mm-hmm. It was just more destructive towards myself. <laughs> So now when we, when you say insane that when you're destructive to yourself or when you don't treat yourself a certain, in a more uplifting way and things that benefit you in your life, that is definitely a sign of how you feel about yourself. Um, at what point did that change for you? Oof, that's a good question. There was probably a few domino pieces to fall. Um, I remember one quite, quite vividly. I got, uh, I was seeing a girl and she just, she just broke up with me and she said, Hey, like, I don't want to, I don't want to see you anymore. And to me, it was because I was this, I, she, what she was saying to me was like, Hey, you're actually just a loser. Like, I don't want to date you anymore. And I was like, man, like who, who do you think you are? That someone actually, like, how can you think you're a good person when someone looks at you and goes, I don't want to date you? Um, I was like, so I really have to give myself, like, an intro, an introspective look on, on what I was doing and, and who I was being. Um, habits that I had formed and, and decisions I was making daily and, and really 
decide if I wanted to keep going that way. Yeah, because it certainly wasn't serving you, and I mean, yeah, and- I think it's a good take a step out and be like, okay, is this affecting my life? Okay, it is. So maybe it's time for yeah, and change. and the other one, um, which really kind of guided me, I think, through these last ten years, my last decade. Funny enough, I was me and my buddy got really, really high, and I remember we were walking through town, and he he just kind of <laughs> looked at me, and he was he was like pretty athletic, um, in the sense that he could run really fast, and he was he was actually really strong. He liked to fight people a lot. He always was getting into fights where I was like the other, I was like fat athletic. I wasn't very fast. I wasn't very strong, but no matter what sport we played, I had like a good, a good sense of how to play it. I had quick hands. I had this, um, just good sport kind of athletic awareness. And he just said, boys, let's be super athletic in my, in our twenties. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, man, you're so right. <laughs> I want to be super athletic. I feel like I wasted my teen years because we went to a school where um, athletes were kind of king. We had really good sports teams, and that was kind of your way through high school. And, and I just felt like I wasted it getting high, getting drunk, and, and not really doing a whole lot that way. And, and sports had always meant a whole lot to me. So I was like, yeah, let's go and be super fucking athletic in our 20s. And then it, it kind of came down to like, all right, do you want to keep drinking? Do you want to keep – you know, doing drugs, or do you want to actually give this a go? And you're not going to make the NHL anymore. You're not going to play professional soccer, but you can still have a good go. Well, that's actually really cool because that's the, that's a perfect recipe of being the your best you. Yeah. Be your top yeah, and, self, the best. And I mean, there, there's still the you know the not this not to say the what if. Like, yo, man, if I had adopted this mindset, I would have been, you know, Sidney Crosby-esque in the NHL. Like, I can't, I can't say that, but this was like, hey, you know, that, those years are behind you, and what, what do you have left? How much of the canvas do you have left to paint? Do your best job on that. Mm, I love it. And uh, no regrets? I yeah, no you. regrets. Um <laughs> Yeah, you can't, you can't really, you can, you got to learn from stuff, but you can't really look back and, and dwell on what could have been too much because that's not going to do you any good. You can learn, like I said, you can learn and, and change behavior for the future. But yeah, if you're always saying what if or regretting stuff, then that's not going to do yeah. you too good tomorrow. So do you feel like this opened the floodgates to other ways of personal development? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I, I find that too. Like when I understood that, like I had to change my mindset, a lot of what I grew up with. And that was a lot of work. That was a lot of work, a lot of years of believing a certain way, thinking a certain way and believing certain things about myself. Um, but when I learned that I had the power for me and the things that I was in control of, it literally opened Pandora's box. It was just, it was transformation after transformation after transformation. And now the, where I'm at in my life, I, 
I just feel like this is an endless journey of learning and forever transformations as long as you're alive, you know? So, um, yeah, what do you, you got any comments on that? What are your, what do you think when I, when I talk about stuff like that? Those, those first two, yeah, you're hundred, you're, you're right on track. Those first two, um, stories I just shared, they were probably the catalysts and then it came down to, um, the next, the next phase was kind of like that, that ownership, that, that complete ownership and how, you know, even, even if you're in a discussion or a scenario with somebody else and, and you feel like they're wrong and, you know, the, the outcome is, does not end in your favor, there's still something you could have done to, to change that or to influence that. And, and nothing, is, nothing happens without your say in it or very, very little. And if, it, if you don't have any control over it, then you can't sweat it. But if you, you, you do have some kind of control, then the next time you can, you can act better and, and act more accordingly. And and that was that was the big one. So, the actual, the actual like, hey, we got to start making better decisions. I felt felt pretty quick, and that just came down to a discipline thing, or learning learning more discipline, practicing better discipline, and then the actual ownership, being able to digest situations and and confrontations. That actually took a whole lot longer. For for a while, I was, mm. I was playing a victim, um, or just just not even taking taking control, right? And and instead of being like, "Hey, this happened to me," or just you know, I'd say something something bad happens, and you're like, "Oh man, I can't believe this happened to me again," or "I can't believe you know this person did this to me." Yeah, I had to learn how to flip that and be like, "Look, like this happened. What role did you play in it? Could you have played a bigger role?" Could you have played a lesser role and could you have played that role better? That took a, yeah, that took a hell of a lot it. more, hell of a lot more time and a lot, uh, a couple of years, a couple of years, I can remember it distinctly in one job, it took a couple of years of uh, a lot of frustration. You know, I, you've just brought something up for me when before I learned any, like, I did any personal development work, I don't think I'd ever apologize for one thing in my life. Uh, as a kid, no, my thing was always reflecting it on somebody else. It was always everybody else's fault. Um, I totally played the victim role, 100%. Um, and it that process of learning to take an own responsibility of myself and my actions and, and exactly what you said, like, what part did I have in that? It took that transition took like, I think, a couple of years. Like, it was very it was, uncomfortable. It's, very, it still is. And it's, very, I think what I what I tr- kind of trace back to me. Right. So. I mean, I'm going to use myself as an example because I'm a, I'm a guest on your podcast. I hope that's okay. <laughs> but for me, but for me, I think it, I have a deep-rooted okay? feeling of, of trying to of, of acceptance, and I want to make people like me, right? I want to make people like me. So, in the past, when something went wrong, I would do the same. 
project it onto someone else because I didn't want to look like I was at fault. Right? I wanted to be like, hey, no, I'm strong. I, I'm independent. I'm, I'm a team player. When I, when I get tasked with something, it gets done. Rather, and obviously it didn't, so that can't, that can't actually reflect poorly on me. That's going to reflect poorly on someone else or the situation or the tools I was given to do it. But it's not my fault. Right. So, so it took yeah. me a long time yeah. to be able to be like, Hey man, just because something doesn't go right and someone gets upset, doesn't mean they might not like you, right? They still might like you and they just might not like the outcome. And even if you did your best, this was the bigger one. Even if you did your best and you're the nicest person and you actually nailed the job, they still might not like you. You can't control that. That's right. We call those haters. <laughs> yeah, I, hate I, I think, uh, I mean, I, I like to speak in cliches and I kind of actually do like living in, in a little bit of a cliche world, but um, saw one and I really liked it. And this was like, if you, no matter how nice you are, you're always going to be evil in someone else's story, right? Yes, <laughs> this is so true. And I'm only saying that's true because I've experienced it on the other end of things. Because I am a type of person that I want everybody to be comfortable around me. So, and there was pieces of that where I wanted everybody to like me, but I always would make sure my intentions were the fact that I wanted that person to be comfortable around me. So when I would get, I've had people in my life hate me for shit that they, they seen as uh, a bad thing or... I didn't do something that they wanted me to. Those things, I used to lose sleep over that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why don't they? But I didn't do anything. What could I have done? You know, and, and now it's like, no, I live consciously knowing what my intentions are and knowing that there's some crazy mofos out right? there. Right. Even, even when I go to shake someone's hand and say hello to them, if they don't shake my hand and say hello, they might not like me. But that doesn't mean I... I can't try my best to, to make them comfortable. Right. Like you, like you just said, I can't, well, I can't, yeah. that yeah, doesn't take I away. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it's not your problem. If someone doesn't like, they, they may not like you in ways that they've never got to know you uh, in the sense to be able to make that kind of judgment. And yeah, that, you know, I feel like, I feel like my few scenarios kind of got my skin a bit hard on things like that. So now I just, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I care. I care if I upset somebody. I do. Even if I know I didn't do anything, like I'd hate someone to feel ill about me because they thought I said or did something. Um, yeah, there becomes, not, a, there becomes a certain yeah, time where like you got to you got to almost cut the cord and be like, hey, I know you feel yeah. this way because because of this or my action here and how I carry myself. That's not my intention to to offend you or rub you the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can even apologize, like even apologize and, and take ownership for that. And then um, if they choose not to accept it, then you, like you said, you, you move on and where, where I'll go to is like, look, like even though this person might kind of give me the cold shoulder or, or hit me up with some stink eye, like I can still try my best to be, to be nice or, at the very least cordial with them. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, I got to look at the end of the day. I, I can't, I don't care if, you know, Joe doesn't like me, but 
I gotta, I gotta live with me trying my best. And that's a really good, um, this is something that's so powerful to share with everybody that's listening. When you act out of love and kindness, nobody's got shit on you. You know, and even if you've done, <laughs> really, you've done everything you could. And you're like, in the way you say, you know, you assess yourself, like, what could I have done better? How could I, have, you know, if you could have done something better, what would it have been? And if it is being cordial and staying kind, regardless and not acting with an emotion, like reacting to these types of things, I think it makes it so much easier to fall asleep at night. And someone's always watching. If you get caught reacting to somebody, I'm sorry. You look, you'll look crazy. You'll look like, oh, God, what's going on? Or somebody who doesn't react ever and then they did this one time it's like holy shit something really went down for that person to do that (laughs) but we never want to be in those positions never (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah there's so much to learn about that kind of stuff so um what is on your agenda now like what is your next big thing coming anything that you see coming uh what does your heart say what's going on so as I, as I kind of mentioned I I spent my 20s trying to pursue you know whatever kind of athletic endeavors could would come up um led me to some really cool places led me to try some wicked wicked sports out and uh actually got to do some some post-secondary learning on on the human body which kind of also opened my eyes to a whole new world of, of health and sustainable health and everything that it encompasses, right? From nutrition to um, anatomy to energy systems, all that, all that fun stuff to kind of geek out and, and know about. Mm-hmm. And where I can see myself transitioning is, is now spending my, my 30s um, really dialing in financially and, and kind of learning more about that world, really mm. the ins and outs of, of money, how to, yeah, really, really how to make it work for me, how to grow it. Um, I kind of want to spend these next two years, 10 years, sorry. Um, amassing like a, amassing a fortune, just, just straight up setting myself and, and, and my family up for, for financial success, um, I feel, you know, this is a this is a good time to start now. It could have been, it could have been again. Talking about living with regrets, I could have done this when I was nineteen, and put the health on the back burner. But just the way I was going, I, I thought, hey, maybe we should uh, we should get that one done first. <laughs> Plus, sure. You're going to be way more athletic in your 20s than you ever probably will be in your 30s and 40s. So why not have some fun with it, right? Um, but knowing what I know about what health and, and wellness now, I think, can serve me for a, long, a, long, a nice long life, a nice long healthy life. Learning about money and, uh, and kind of financial freedom now is, is definitely going to be the, the biggest ticket, the golden ticket for, uh, for the next stages. Yeah, and I think that you're with your drive and your ability um, just to constantly learn, you're going to find, you'll find that thing. There's so many ways 
to do this in this industry of health and wellness. Um, oh, so- I'm not even talking. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, a, oh. I'm not really even in the health and wellness game. I'm, We're not even in the health and no, wellness. No, no. Heck no. Oh, there's, there's only so much of the pie and it's not a really big pie. So um, I'll continue to do stuff in the health industry and in the, in the, well, the health and wellness industry. That's for sure. I, I like to coach. I like to train people one-on-one. I like to work out myself. But um, my endeavor is more, no, it's, it's more kind of business. It's more, it's more the trading of, of goods for uh, of money for goods and services and uh, investments and stuff. So, okay. yeah, I've lined okay. up. Thankfully, I've lined up. Um, well, I've lined up and I've sought out a, a couple mentors. And um, by the grace of God, there's been a few that have kind of been putting on my path. And it's just really about learning what these these men and women have to how they go about their day to day, how, how they conduct themselves, how they react, sorry, not react, how they respond to any kind of deliberations or any kind of um, speed bumps in, in, in the world, right. Of, of business. So yeah, just kind of trying to center, center myself with those people and, and learn as much as I can over the next couple of years and then start to implement that um, towards the, the, the second five year period. Well, I was going to say, because like um, with health and fitness, that being your passion, I, I was the point of me saying that was more or less. And that can, this can follow through with what, we're, what you're doing and talking about right now, too, is being passionate with whatever you're seeking or whatever you want to surround yourself with. Because I find when you do things with passion, every, all that work in between becomes effortless. It doesn't yeah, seem it like does. work anymore. And now you're enjoying what you're doing and you're loving it. And I yeah. think that is very, very important when we choose a career path to make sure we stay true to ourselves and make sure that that is something that we can stay passionate about and, and make it so that, you know, your family will love you, not, not resent you for it, you know? Um, very, very important. Yeah, and, and I, I know I'm going to make uh a lot i was gonna say a couple but then i had to dial that back in i know i'm gonna make a lot of mistakes along the way Uh, i'm not gonna get everything right but kind of what you were saying before right everybody somebody's always watching and Mm -hmm. and that is something that you know at my time coaching at sheepdog um i got kind of headhunted and and recruited into the role i was now and that was because like you said I, i came to came to work every day and like, fuck it. It's not easy waking up at, at 4am five days a week to, to coach a 445 class and then a 530 and then a 630 and then come back and do um, the 930 and train and do noon. Right. It's not, that's not easy stuff. And then, or some nights, you know, you're there till eight thirty, nine o'clock and, or sorry, eight o'clock. And then you're back there at, at 4am. Like that's, that's not easy. And, and not that every day I was on fire and brimming with passion, but um, it, what, what drew them to me, sorry, what drew me to them for the role was the fact that regardless of how cold that gym was, regardless of <laughs> there being like one or two people and not a room for like a 20, 20 person jam class, it was like, Hey, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to, gonna try to give you a smile and if i can i'll just put a fake smile on and we'll get through this hour but i'm gonna i'm gonna give it my best go and 
it's, and hopefully this is gonna this is gonna help you too so yeah, yeah it comes down to sacrifice. doing stuff like just just trying right you gotta you gotta try yep. you gotta give the old college try and then a little little more yeah and that comes with uh being open to the opportunities that come your way uh yeah and you were saying you that the the mentors that are cut now stuff here, off no, you can't because if you had cut stuff off, say in your example, uh, your story is that would you have met these mentors that are now in your life? You know, when you see it as a opportunities because you put it out there. And Fuck, just I, even little things too, Tiff. Like, um, I don't mean to, well, I do mean to humble brag, but you know, my buddy's a big surfer. And one year he asked me, he was like, do you want to go on a surfing trip with me? And I was like, I had surfed once. Like where I'm talking, barely stand up on a surfboard. But I'm I like, love yeah. surfing. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, favorite. I've gone surfing like a couple times, and like again, I'm, I'm I can stand up, but that's basically about it. And kind of give a little turn here and there, and then I just have fun just being out in the water. But I go on this trip with them, and we spend a couple of weeks in Costa Rica, and it's it's a fucking wild trip. Like I got all these cool stories. Um, but if I'm not open to that, I've never go. Yeah. Right? And 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 straight up. Now looking back, there's never really been another situation where I've could have gone to Costa Rica. That, mm-hmm. That's never presented itself, right? So if, if I'm not open to it, but being being smart to stuff too, right? Um, it came to a point where I, I was kind of presented with with uh, an opportunity and to to buy into Sheepdog, and um, I did pursue it. And so we're running through, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I I actually got so blinded by what I thought was my passion and how I thought I can change the world that I, I um, ignored, I ignored all these red flags. Mm, It was was just not a business deal. Like it it was just not a good business deal. No matter how you kind of swung it, this wasn't Mm. something I should have been involved in. And I ignored that and I said, no, no, no. Like, this is my, this is what I'm going to be passionate about. Like, you don't understand. I wake up every day at 4 a.m. I go to bed at, you know, nine so I can do this. I sacrifice, you know, nights out with this or time with this person or seeing these friends because I, because I love doing this, which is, which is true and which is what you got to do. But um, I was just so blind to this, this idea of, of following passion that I just didn't see all the red flags that, um, other people were telling me like I, oh, I ran the, I ran the numbers over to my cousin who's an accountant and my mom who works in accounting and they're just like, they're like, dude, don't, don't do this. Like you, you can't do this. Um, I got offered another job during the midst of this and, you know, I kind of actually went through the hiring process with them and I got to the point where, um, I always thought I was a shit negotiator, but I actually negotiated them to pay me more money. right they offered me something i was like no way no way bro you gotta pay me more and i had the offer in front and i told my mom i told my told my girlfriend i was like this is by the way i consult with uh with my mom and and girlfriend equally they're both uh they're both a lot smarter than i am so i always try to get their opinions on stuff um and i i have i have the pen in my hand and i and I just turned the paper over and I'm like, actually, I can't do this. And they were, they were both so upset with me. They're like, you're, you're, you're making a huge mistake. Like you don't, you don't understand. And I'm like, no, actually, you know, you guys don't understand. Um, you don't want me, you don't think I can do this. You don't think I could, you don't want me to, 
you don't think I'm, I'm capable of the work it's going to take for me for this to succeed and stuff. And, and straight up, it was just, just me being blind to, um, a bad business deal to what I thought was, was something was, was my path, right? Little did I know my, my path could be somewhere else. There we go. How, how about now? We're <laughs> all good. Yeah. Sick. 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 All right. So we got cut off there for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> we'll a couple just pretend days. Pretend it's a minute. Yeah, a couple, a couple days. Cut. <laughs> took a bit of a, took a bit of a sleep <laughs> on it, and then figured we'd get back on it. Yeah, it's okay. That's what's so great about the podcast. You can just real time, That's even a, though it's like not happening like right then and there. But I mean, there's really not a lot of editing. No, you just you cut the commercial break and yeah, plug your sponsor, and then next thing you know, bang, right back on it. Do what you want. That's it. What you want. Sorry, I had to take a delicious swig of my Jack RX post wad recovery. Now oh, we're back at it. See? Is this it? That's a, that's is a that natural. Who you're working with? <laughs> <laughs> they wish, they wish, uh, but that's that's just a natural. That's just a natural plug right there. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I actually am going to be straight up honest. Is that I don't really represent anybody. I kind of feel like I'm a bit of a nomad that way, but I I do promote people when I make re- relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I've met a, a couple clothing lines. I actually met this one clothing line. I talk about them, Gamba. And they ran, or Karen used my picture because uh, they needed a photographer with some of their gear. And she's like, hey, you want to take a picture? She threw me the shirt. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then they used it. And um, we've been, you know, connected through social media but then what happened is I ended up uh going to LA to visit my dad and they're in uh, San Diego which is like right where I was staying so I made a point to you know within our travels and went and met them at the gym we had a session we did a podcast took some pictures and it was just a I'm like I will forever promote you guys so the Can West, I'm going to be wearing all their gear and stuff because they're just awesome people. Love being part of that growth. Yeah, no, that's that's, when it's organic, it's really nice. And yeah, yeah, when you actually get to see the the face behind the name and behind the the email address, and yeah, it means a bit more, right? So that's always, that's always nice to do. And it's always nice to feel wanted, but also feel like you're making a difference too. Yeah. And supporting because if it's it, you know, lines up with my morals and my philosophy, I'm all over it. Like I just gravitate towards that stuff. Get that gamba. 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 Gamba Athletics. It's a brand, community, and culture. It also stands for warrior. We fully support them because it's about staying humble in your sport, but work hard with grit. It's not about popularity and how many followers or likes you get. Mind you, this does help the brand grow and the message. 
but it's about how you make others feel, supporting your teammates and treating them like family. They have grown a lot as a team in a short period of time because they only launched a few months ago. It's really hard not to want to be a part of this culture and what they stand for. They are branded mostly through their quality apparel. This brand not only makes you look cool, but it feels amazing. They do free domestic shipping over $75. Their headquarters is located in San Diego, California. To find this beautiful product, you can look them up on their website at gambaathletics.com. They're also very active on Instagram, so make sure you follow them at gambaathletics. Thanks, guys, and uh, hope you check them out. Okay, so you're hearing exactly what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode about the technical difficulties we had been experiencing. But you know what? We decided that this would be a point where people would give up and we weren't going to give up because we really, really wanted to talk about this stuff. So this next part... um, I found another way to record the rest of this segment. So it's going to sound a little different, but that's okay. You guys are still going to enjoy this. All right, check it out. All of a sudden, line just shoots out. I'm like, what the hell? So, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's hit it. Let's, yeah. let's get after it. Okay. <laughs> so... As I was saying, um, I know in my experience when it comes to something where I've had my heart set on it and I've put a lot of time and thought and energy into it, um, more time into the energy of it, I think, but when it hadn't gone my way, I felt like very discouraged very discouraged. I probably wasn't saying the nicest things about myself either. But um, I wonder, like, is that something that you went through? Did you feel or did you see it as, you know what, maybe this is right. Maybe this wasn't for me. And I know that there's something else there. I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. This just happens not to be it. Yeah, I went through both. Um when when the realization dawned on me that this wasn't something I continued to do, I could no longer be a, a full-time coach at a place I love the people that I, I enjoy spending with, living um, the dream, so to say. Not not to make it sound like it was glamour, glamorous, right? You're waking up at 4 a.m. But I, ha- I always had a huge smile on my face. I had a shitting grin on my face as I drove to, to coach that 4.45 a.m. class. I was like, man, I'm so, so fortunate to be able to get to do this and, and you know, call this as my, as my profession. So it was super tough having to have have all that time, have all those connections, and, and really that that effort kind of seemed all for nothing. Not, not all for nothing, but kind of have to give it up. 
right before I was ready to before I was ready to give it up. I didn't feel like I had made made the impact or, or left the legacy that I kind of wanted to leave in that, that space, right? Mm-hmm. There was still some work I felt that needed to be done. The people there I felt were owed a better better product than what they were kind of getting or had gotten in the past. Um, and then for me to have to, to turn that chapter was, was, was lack, for lack of a better word, it was, it was debilitating. Uh, was, I was not a lot of fun to be around. Um, my girlfriend practiced immense patience and, and empathy with me, or, or sympathy. And I'm again lucky to have that. But it was it was not easy. It was not a not a good time. Uh, the thoughts going through my head weren't weren't great. But you know you gotta you gotta quickly rebound and and figure out well what made me successful here. Can, can make me successful in other arenas. The reason I was getting recruited to this other role, this new job, because of the way the stuff was kind of a part of I was getting recruited to this new role, but, but that was because they liked me. Right? They, I was, I was, like you said, I'm kind of an approachable person or, and I can, I can resonate with the, with people pretty well, so, I knew I was going to be okay. I just had to continue to do what what I set forth to do each day. It was so hard, give it my best shot, and and try to make other people feel feel good about themselves, but also make sure that they're contributing and and they're they're wanted in, in that space, and that that'll that'll bring me through um, whatever whatever path I need to go down. That's incredible because I feel like that is describe what like a lot of us go through it's like a grieving process yeah that's that's all it was it was just me going through different steps yeah. of, of where i was i was absolutely i was i was angry i was i was sad i was confused i didn't know like confusion like you're like what, what are you confused about like i just didn't know what i was going to do i didn't know what my day-to-day was going to look like after living a certain way for so long and that's scary right? yeah everything I has to how change much free time i was gonna have how much time i could mm. get back, get back invest into myself how heck i remember the first day walking into my new job being like i don't even know anybody here like i know one person and this company is like a couple hundred people how how am i like What's this going to be like? This is like going to university all over again, or or changing high schools all over again. Like this isn't this isn't comfort uh, at all. Hmm. I think too that definitely resonates with the fact that starting new things is already uncomfortable, and then mm-hmm. when you're forced into starting something new, I am. I remember feeling a bit of an instinct kicking in, like, like, Kate, pull up your big girl panties, let's go, you know, like, and oh, then... Oh, yeah, or you resort to any, any kind of habits you had formed, right? Yeah. Um, that usually comes first, though. That's part of the grieving. So you grieve yeah. however you grieve. But the important part is um, that needs to be a short 
process. Like it can't be this extended grieving sorrow, like because it, it goes into other things. You start all of a sudden becoming a victim. It just goes, it goes on and on to these negative thoughts and feelings that you could start having about yourself. But to know that eventually, like, let's get real here. You're pretty awesome. I must say, I mean, we're friends. I'm only friends with awesome people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that scenario had nothing to do with who you are and your likability whatsoever. That was... It really sounds like there was a lot on the outside that you didn't have a lot of control of. But then, you know, hey, we get carried away. We we want something so bad. It's like you can't have something unless you work fucking your ass off for it sometimes. It's like the things that you want the most are the hardest things to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no, 100%, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, hit the, hit the nail there for sure. It's, it's hard to go through, I think, those into something new, having also giving up something something you love, which is just kind of seems to be the case uh, for my life in 2018, right? You know, you think of all these, you go through these changes, so it's like me leaving, leaving Sheepdog to, to move into my new role with the new company, and then just leaving Sheepdog to, to train at Iron Sheep, which was which was just weird in itself. Yeah. Like that was a weekend. <laughs> that was another weekend where like the emotions were all over the place. Mm. And and it was crazy because I And like, I met I, you I around that knew. time too. What's that? That's when I met you was around that time. Yeah, that that was exactly it, I think. Yeah. I got a, I think there was like a, must have been a Thursday or something, and it was going, going back and forth with the owner of the sheepdog on, on through some text messages, and luckily it was a rest day, and I was like, okay, well, I didn't really plan on going today, but what do I, what does that mean for tomorrow? And uh, reached out to Jeff, and only, only had known Jeff, like, in, in passing, really, Mm-hmm. Chef of Iron Regime I mean, like, actually had never once spoken with Nick before seen him never our paths never really brought to conversation oh, right. never really cared <laughs> yeah Nick's him. a so pretty cool guy <laughs> I, I messaged Jeff and I was like Jeff like is there a chance you know I could come by and and kind of try you guys out for for the weekend and and you know get to know get to know who trains at this time of day and he said absolutely 100% just so you know I don't train then that's going to be just you and Nick. So great, right now I now I got to go in with uh, with somebody I don't know, never talked to, but only have this kind of liaison through Jeff. That's Great guy, yeah. nice enough guy. I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy, you know, he'd be he'd be cool to hang out with most days, and uh, we'll see how we go from there. But then the way the weekend unfolded, it was just like Iron Regime pretty much became the only option that I wanted to go with and and then having to turn my back and, and step out completely on, on Sheepdog was just like it was it was rough oh you're right? saying the weekend in the sense like that the weekend that's when everything happened oh shit just went straight Aww. shit just went straight sideways from a Thursday to like Sunday. it was like a Saturday and Aww. everything just went uh, 
right, not actually not even a Saturday. I, I came in, I gave it was it was the Friday pretty much, and after the Friday session at Iron Regime, I knew okay, this is this is gonna have to be it. Um, I feel comfortable enough here that it always it always weighs weighs any kind of you know lingering feelings that are making me stay back at Sheepdog. So we've, we've got to make the move and. Yeah, by Sunday morning, it was started saying the goodbyes and wrapping up the group chats and all that. Yeah. Next thing you know, I wake up Monday morning and I'm like, fuck, I'm brand new. And I'm at a brand new gym with, with like class sizes that are like 25 people that they're like, who is this bozo working out <laughs> next? Nobody <laughs> ever never... thinks that. Oh no, but, but you know when you start telling yourself stories, yeah. right? Yeah. Just like when I started my first, my, my new job and. You know, the first couple of days you sit you sit with some people and you think you guys are buddies and then on the third day you come to the lunchroom and they're sitting at a different table with some other people and you sit down at your old table and you're like, Man, nobody likes me You start telling yourself different weird things, but that's not the that's not the case. I don't know what's calling you calls over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Of course. But right, I mean but. I mean it, it's easy to think that because you're already at a low point, you know, like you're already not feeling so hot about Anything, nothing feels good at that point. So, nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing feels good. No. So to go from you know sheepdog to my new job, then sheepdog to Iron Regime, and then and then have to give up the company I started working for and Iron Regime to move. Crazy. I can't believe how much, how much, how many emotions and how much, how much, I guess feelings I have for. Iron Regime and, and the company in such a sh- short amount of time to have to actually leave those two physical spaces to move back to Ontario, that was again, you know, you're giving up something you, you've come to love and, and, and really enjoy to something you're not exactly stoked on or you're confused about what your day and your life is going to look like. Well, well was it was like, say a week breathe. before, you didn't even you didn't even imagine that anything like that was about to happen or unfold you were in the middle of a business plan and you had your heart set on it, you know, and then all of a sudden your life takes a total 360 in a matter of what it seems moments, you know, like yeah. it's kind of, yeah. there's a lot of emotion there. I mean, of course. There, there was. I think the business plan, that kind of went out the window in the middle of the open last year, the mid-March, mm-hmm. and then everything else just kind of came. I was left in the dark from, I, I honestly, my birthday weekend I lasted there till the beginning of May, and then after, like I said, it was just that one random Thursday. Got a, a notification for this, this this new group chat, and a couple messages later, it, it seemed like okay, the the fate was sealed, and and you know it was time to move on. So yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a lot of emotion. I remember sitting at my desk, being like, "What the fuck." is going on <laughs> like I, I messaged my girlfriend and I was like I think I just broke up with Sheepdog <laughs> she was like what what do you mean I was like I think I broke up with them she's like no you you can't break up with the gym but what do you mean you're not going anymore it was, it was just it was just wild like it was just, it was just crazy I went through a very similar situation in emotion um when, and that's how I ended up at Iron Regime. Yeah. 
Um, it yeah. was very close to my other gym the other way. And I, one week did not, I was like totally committed to my gym. So loyal. Like I just, they borned me. They made me the athlete that I am. I loved the people, everything. And then I had, I felt like I had to, I had to move on from that journey at a very quick rate. It was like, boom, meeting, boom, not there anymore. But mind you, I did take, um, I took a month to really like wrap my head around it because I did go on a bit of a depression. Like it was just like this grieving process. That's why I can relate to you. Yeah, because it it gave me a month. You're breaking up with not just like a, an entity yeah. or a business, but you're breaking up with all those relations. You, you yes, people, it's right? devastating. You know, you're not going to see those those same 50 to 100 people anymore. Yeah. But you, it's going to be different. That's one thing I never actually envisioned either was I never really understood how people would, would go back and forth between gyms, especially when they're the culture of a CrossFit gym or similar, similar styles of training are so community and relationship-based. Right? It's not like I'm, I'm breaking up from a gold gym or, mm-hmm, or a community mm-hmm. center where I don't talk to anybody. This is your family, basically. Gone to, whose baby showers you get invited to, yeah. Halloween dances and, and kids fundraisers that you used to help and support. But, so I never understood the, the switching of gyms. And, and frankly, never really had a whole lot of empathy for people who would, who would switch. And, and yet here I am now living in those shoes and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dang. Well, I laugh, hun, because I'm the same. I'm in the exact, like, but I, within all of this, it's, um, without any of that to happen, our vision we would have of, never met each other. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's <Right? this> two. <laughs> I love you and too, I, Andy. I guess, like, it's, it's something you got to look back on. You're like, man, I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, when I was leaving leaving BC I was so happy that I got a chance to take a load and actually learn and see what Iron Regime was all about right you know get get to hang out with, with Jeff meet Nick and with Nick a whole bunch just see how that gym was like like I got to make so many different connections with members and other athletes that came through there like if that if the shittiness never happened then the good wouldn't have, have rolled through right 100%. you know that old thing about storms and rainbows it's yeah. It's kind of like that. If the, if the storm never happens, you never get to see the rainbow. So Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Um, being that you guys made that decision to move to Edmonton, I know that was a very hard decision, and it was based on family. I mean, don't you think that that would have been a little bit more of a resentful decision had you been in that mindset where you had to stay there? And switching where you were just helped ground you a little bit and bring you back to exactly. the place where it was where you're really needed. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Imagine I signed on the dotted line and I'm in a contract and fucking and right. I'm getting buddy. torn and, and and relationships. You know, like straight up, there was a point where I was like, if I might not want to move back to Ontario, so you start I start evaluating the relationship I had with Steph. It was like, she goes. Like, do mm-hmm. I go? Do I stay here? If I stay here. I don't think we would stay together. Then you start questioning all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd love to say that, hey, you know, I, I was steadfast in, in, in my resolve and only ever thought about moving home, but I wasn't. I, I was very much contemplating 
everything. Yeah. And um, that's a whole lot of that's a whole lot of anguish and, and decisions that you know you gotta put to the plate and make and and put out and, and hopefully you make the right one. And if you don't, then you gotta kind of fix it. So yeah, that was that was that was a nice part too. I didn't have to yeah. cross that bridge because if I do move home and I'm a I'm an owner an owner of a sheepdog, then really my purpose of serving that community isn't isn't being fulfilled, so I don't feel good about it. Mm. Well, and had you not gone through that scenario, your mind process would not have grown in the sense that it is, because you may not have been speaking from this person um, if this didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Because looking back, where you were, you were in the clouds, Remind you, you said you were like oblivious to all the red flags. A more grounded person would sit and analyze, you know, and is this the right thing for me? You know, weigh things out. What is, what's the closest people to me saying? How are they feeling? Like, these are really important things to consider. Um, mm-hmm. But. And I, sorry, I don't mean to like shit on sheepdog. They're, they're, they're a great group. No, we're, we're strictly of, just talking yeah. about experiences and transformations. This, is, yeah. this has a lot to do with um, the emotions that go through it and then trying not to get stuck in knowing that there is something there for you, even though something so devastating happened to you and you, things didn't go your way. It is really important to... Do do what you need to do to grieve it, but pull up your big big boy, big girl pants and let's get the show on the road. Fuck, dude, if I didn't go through my shit, I never would have started this podcast. Not a chance. It wouldn't have happened. So That's what happens, right? When you're living too yeah. comfortably, it's just Yeah. You only know what you know and you don't want to get out of there. You have no idea what you don't know. You don't even know what you don't know. I don't even know what I don't know. It's crazy. I know what I don't know, but even more to what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You just don't know shit. And being That's a kid, thinking that when we're an adult, we're going to know everything. We're going to be this, like, big person, blah, blah, blah. No. I already knew I already knew everything when I was a kid, and then I just learned more and learned how much I don't know. I yeah. Know <laughs> it's crazy. So... <clears throat> Speaking on all of everything that we've covered, do you feel that you have a better vision on the path you're at now? Yes. I know where I've been, but I don't know where I'm going. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Talk about living in cliches, right? And yeah, I, I don't. I know who I am and I know what I need to do and I know how I need to be and so in order to operate as as who I wanna who I wanna be. But I just don't know where that that's going to lead me and I'm I'm open. Um, not so much that I have a, a math set in any kind of direction. I do have have directions that I, I follow and goals I've set forth for myself. But how I end up if I ever do reach them or how I go about reaching them, yeah, there's not really any 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 clear cut or straight beeline beeline over to them. Right. And that's okay. 
That's totally okay. Um, and you're right. And I think it is really important when you're in that uncertainty is just being open to what's what could come because you do know that there's a lot that you don't know. And in saying that, it is about trying new things. It is about meeting new people. It's about staying inspired, keeping, staying curious, um, being open to relationships. I mean, I'm a very relationship-based person. I'm a community-driven person. And man, my mom, when I was a child, she thought someone would steal me. I was this cute little kid because I'd talk to everybody. I just talked to anybody. It was just like this, like, people thought I was German. This little German kid. I don't speak German. Fucking gibberish. I speak tiff. <laughs> she thought someone would steal me. <laughs> He's like, talk so much. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just staying in that mindset of there is always, there's something for everybody. There's something for everybody. It is so, so important just to be open to that. Um, so what would you say that your biggest lesson was in all of this? If we were just to get down to into the headspace of it all. It's going to suck. But you got to know what you want. And you got to be willing to work for it. Yeah, because we know what we want are the things that we got to work the hardest for, right? Yeah, and it's not going to be, not going to be easy, it's not going to be fun. It, I mean, it will, there will be parts of it that are, that are fun and easy to do, but there's a lot of uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable feeling, mm-hmm. a lot of vulnerability, and a lot of but that's, putting yourself but out that's there the and, thing. and not being yes. in control of everything. And, yes. And that's, that's the only way it's going to happen. That's right. It's only going to happen when we are our true, authentic selves. So if you don't know who you are and you're still discovering, keep discovering. Keep trying those new things. Um, You you nailed it. Uh, This work is so important. And we do talk a lot about the awareness of things. It's a... It's across the board. Everybody's talking about it like it's a new thing. It's not. It's just we're bringing more awareness to awareness. But we have to understand that everything that happens in our life, there's a there's a message in that. There's a reason for it, and it's up to you to find out what that means. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and if it's if it's self discovery that you're looking for. There's tons of things that, you know, you can do, like, through meditation. I know, I think you and I talked about this before, how a lot of people are into the psychedelics, and they find their calling in a lot of ways (laughs) through that method. Um, I mean, it's not for everybody, but there is lots of ways where you can get into touch with between your mind and your body and make a distinct connection where... You know, you're just putting yourself out there into the universe for something beautiful to happen. And we have to understand, too, that the the talk about the failure part of things is part of the journey. That is part of the story. That is not a defeat part of the story. It is, it is part. It's just as good as the good stuff. 
we just like to stay in the high of things when things go our way. But when we talk about our failures, you know, yes, have a little self-pity for a minute and move the fuck on because that shit was meant to happen. That was a lesson that you were meant to learn. So that can't is my philosophy. Can't all just be the highlight reel. Fuck no. No, man. Gary Vanderchuk talks about living in your failure. Look for the no's. That, those are the lessons. That's the meat and the potatoes. You know? Mm-hmm. So for me, when things are going really good for a little while, I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, something's going to happen. Something's going to disrupt this. <laughs> and hey, it usually does. It's not because I'm asking for it. It's just I understand the algorithm of life. You can't fucking have nonstop good days. And that's why this you know, whole topic on social media thing is all up in our face because we see everybody's good stuff. You know, like, it's, that's not life. Life's not always good. It's going to have its ups, its downs, and that's normal. It's totally normal. Okay, so now where you are in your life, Andy, if you were to give a message to everybody and something that really resonates with you, what would that be? What would be your message to share with the world? I got, I got kind of two, two things that are, that are hot right now. Okay. Number one. I guess that's why I think they're, they're hot. Okay, say that again. You cut out for a sec. Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. When luck meets opportunity. Sorry, luck is an opportunity. You you keep cutting out right at the perfect point. Oh no. Okay. So here. How about now? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Luck when opportunity meets preparedness. Okay. Do you want and to... the second one. Okay. If you can't be good, just be yourself. Cool. Cool. So expand on the first one for me a little bit. So anytime there's something in your life that, you know, you're like, hey, I was lucky to get this job or I was lucky this person said yes to a date with me or, or whatever, right? Any kind of real, real, even, you know, with lottery ticket, it's considered lucky. Truthfully, there, there goes two, there's two ways that, that that luck presented itself. There's one is the opportunity, right? So the opportunity to ask that person out came up or, you know, um, the opportunity to, heck, even buy that lottery ticket came up. But there also needs to be some preparedness, right? If you weren't a bona fide stud or a studette, then that person doesn't doesn't say, "Yeah, you being you taking them out on a date." Right? You don't have enough enough bankroll in your your bank account to buy a lottery ticket. You don't you don't win the lottery. So there has to be there has to be work done in order work done on yourself or or to some capacity 
in order for any any opportunity that might be deemed lucky to, to transpire. Mm. Getting all smart on us here, aren't you? Yeah. So I mean, no one no one who makes the NHL or the Canadian women's track and field team is 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 lucky. They don't get there on on sheer dumb luck alone. There's a lot of work that they they put in. There's a lot of, of hours of, of training, of uh, sacrifice, of, of everything for, for them for that opportunity to come up. Sure, they might be lucky. They might get lucky on a race or two or in a game or two and score like a lucky goal. But everything else up to that point, that is preparedness. Hmm. I love that. Yep. Prepared to get your ass whooped. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, or just prepared to work hard and, and That's right. do that, that part And, too. hey, have fun doing it, too. Cause, yeah, um, that's the important thing. If you're not having fun, what are we doing? I mean, the whole purpose of life is just to move towards that bit of happiness, you know? No one gets out of life alive, so. No. No. And then the second one, let's get into that one real quick. Yeah, the second one is you can't be good, right? We all want to be good in something. We want to get recognized for what we contribute and, and how well we do that. Uh, but there's some instances where that's not going to happen. There's going to be people that are better than us. Then, then be yourself. Find know know what you what else you can contribute to the team um, besides just the actual, you know, physical physical results or operation mm-hmm. standpoint and. And, and be that person, right? Be be something that's going to the team that's going to going to benefit from, and it's going to move the needle needle in a positive way. Um, you don't necessarily have to be the best one there at doing something, but you just got to be the, for lack of a better word, the best version of yourself. Right. And there's God. I I love that because I strongly believe that not everybody's talents are going to look the same. Not no, everybody's strengths no, are going to look the someone, same. No. Coming, coming from someone such as myself, I've never been, I don't mean to pump my own tires again, but I've never been the most most talented, right? Not the strongest, not the fastest. Definitely can't jump the highest, but it just comes to be some at point, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a point where you only need so much talent in a room. Mm-hmm. Some, something, you need some kind of, some kind of substance to tie everything and tie everyone together and then make that talent start to work 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 well make the make the parts sorry make the sum greater than the parts not the parts greater than than the sum yeah because i feel like we can have this perception of we see things some things that are attractive to us and there we can be like i want that like like if we're talking about looks for instance or cars you can talk about physical material like physically I want to look like that person or I want that car um but that in order to get there you have no idea what they had to do so it is you know we just have we just all have something to bring to the table let's just say that Correct. yeah exactly and that's why villages and those type of communities they work because nobody's sitting on their ass doing nothing everybody can contribute in one way or another um and the the cobbler's a cobbler because he was good at that 
or he'd been shown that he had experience in it you know the 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 butcher is a butcher because that's what he specializes in that's that's him mm-hmm. <laughs> right that makes a village all those parts parts make a village yeah yeah totally well, that's awesome, Andy. Is there anything else that you want to add to finish off this episode, this wonderful, well-deserved episode? No, I think I think that, I mean, if people want to reach out, I'm pretty easy to find on social media. Um, I'm sure you'll have a, a little post there with the old tag. Yep. They can all uh, feel free to message me there. Um, really got to thank you for the opportunity to by the had a great time. I know it's going to be a bit of a longer episode, but I mean, if there's ever anything you guys want to talk about further, I'd be happy to to jump on here again. I love it, and this is going to be a good one because there's there's a lot in yep. here. I know a lot of people can resonate with, and um, it's just important stuff. It's important to me, so I'm happy it's important to you because that what's this is that's what's going to make this one look seem really good. Seem good is going to be good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to sign this out. Just stay on the line. Thanks for joining us, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you are really enjoying what I'm putting out there, you can rate and review this podcast right on Apple Podcasts or iTunes as well. You can rate and review there. Um, This will help me in my rate and review so it'll show up so when people want to find something on personal development or fitness this will pop up also if you find me on instagram you can shoot me a like and a follow if you want to dm me any questions I will certainly respond and respond to everybody. I love my listeners, so I will treat you with just as much love as you treat me. Um, thank you. So I just giving all my loves and hugs and kisses to everybody who is supporting me because this is, this is just a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this. Okay, love you all. Take care.